¡Órale! ¡Sí, señor! ¡Feliz 5 de mayo, primo! ¡Felicidades! 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 ¡We are the four amigos! ¡And not just feliz 5 de mayo, boys! Happy un año, primer aniversario of the family. Yeah. Yes. Anniversary yes. show. Yeah. Anniversary These are always fun. Show. We get to drink for two reasons. I love it. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, like we need even one reason. I know, us. right? So, we never need reasons. Hey, what day is today? Uh, it's a Wednesday. We're drinking. Yeah, we're so recording. It's, it's about time to It's drink. been a year. Is it Añejo? I forgot. <laughs> Añejo. That's Añejo. Añejo. Yeah. <laughs> Better than being a pendejo. So, uh, <laughs> speaking See, of I always thought in your home, man, it was brown because the 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 cazadores. I had the silver one, the blanca, then the añejo, and the añejo one was like gold and brown. Right. So, so, so now you know. So a little bit of uh, we'll get into a little bit of distillation. Yeah, go for right, it. Before we get into the show, so here's the way that it works. This is for all liquor, not just tequila. So we, the, the, the liquor that you find that's brown, that's naturally brown, you get your tequila, your bourbons, you know, most of your whiskeys um, are brown. And the reason that they're brown is because, you know, scotch, the reason that they're, they're that color is because they sit in oak barrels for years and years and years. You know, there's, you, know you get your very dark brown scotches that are 12-year-old scotches and 16-year-old scotches are brown because the, 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 the color comes from the wood. The longer that it's sitting in a wood barrel, the wood color dirty. leaches out and gets in there. Yeah, it gets dirty, basically. Um, so the, the longer it's in that barrel, the darker it is. Uh, and then so that's why you have like silver tequilas. They're, they don't put them in a barrel at all. That's just like straight from, you know, this, the, this, the, the pot still. And then they put it straight to the bottle. They cut it with water, obviously, to make the alcohol content, whatever they want it to be, 80% or whatever proof they want. Uh, but then it has, you know, it has the flavor of the, you know, the agave and that's what you get in the tequila flavor. It's not getting the color. So anytime you see color in, in liquor, like bourbons and whatnot, tequilas, it comes from the barrel. So there you go. There's your, there's your lesson for today. This lesson. Distillation. There you go. Well, I, I was trying to convince the we ladies that a brown 50 year old is the best, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> you age like a fine bourbon, Nico. I am. That's right. That's right. That's well, right. Meanwhile, we're teaching lessons. I just want to let everyone know that it is nurses week. So yes. Yes. celebrate your local nurse, especially yes. this hard so year. Let's celebrate Ricky first. Ricky, that's Ricardo. Right, Ricky. Salud, Salute. 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 Gracias, amigo. I got a drink. Oh, primo, that's good. That's good. That's good. So we got lots of lots of good stuff. Uh, so we got four primos in the house tonight. I'm Jorge Georgie Martin. Primos Hector Reyes, Ricky Torres, and yeah. Nico Gutierrez are in the house. Yeah, that's a lot of ads, right, Nico? A lot of ads there. <laughs> we're, we're easy like Sunday morning. Easy. <laughs> Torres and Reyes and Gutierrez. So a lot oh. of ads. The one year anniversary, Primo. It's one year. We'll we'll do all the Twitter stuff later. You know, it's it's so funny. A year ago, so it was a year and a couple of days ago because we released our first episode on Cinco de Mayo a year ago. Uh, as we said, we kidded around that so many people thought that Cinco de Mayo was Mexican Independence Day. So it was our way to kind of help educate the people. But I mean, it's so funny. You know, we recorded our first episode at my mom's home. You know, up in Kyle's old room. Right. Yeah, Kyle's old room. Kyle's old room and Took pictures. 
took pictures <laughs> out and and you know kind of still feeling a little like you know when just a boys day you know i know but we're only two months into covid at that point and we're just kind of like okay should we hug should we not that, should we see just... yeah, that, that's what i was thinking because i remember we were two months into covid and before that point it was just like i think we're in the midst of like you know curfew right so the freeways are empty and then it's like hey man let's do this recording that we're gonna beat up like in the in the bedroom and i'm thinking to myself like dang like we're all gonna be like in the same bedroom (laughs) so it was like it was just like weird you know like thinking back on it now it's like you know it's it's just crazy but you know in in the moment that time that you know back then it was like okay remember we're spacing each other okay the microphones have to be six feet apart it was was wild that was just a wild day man oh my god i mean oh geez and so many i mean so many of us and to think that i was at first i thought that was the last time you know ricky hector and i were together and but we were together for the draft for the draft familia and nico we we nico was uh drafting from afar on, right. on the hottest day As of the year. always. Yeah, with, with my trophy in hand. So not, I remember that. No, about to be in hand. So oh, that's right. My, it, was, it was in my hand, Nico. Nice yeah, it was as Nico was manning the grill, as Ricky was manning the grill. It was but, like man. pushing the baton and like, you know, the relay race, you know, the track and field relay, you know. It's I mean, in my hand so much, it's hard to forget or it's hard to remember. I understand. I think your, <laughs> your name was rubbed off on it. I, I don't blame you. I was moving <laughs> Which one? <laughs> oh man but think about it i mean all the different stuff that we've done over the last year i mean it's this is episode 142 i mean just wow it's not loco to think about it and i mean just a lot of a lot of familia a lot of football a lot of love a lot of goofy a lot of you know ricky beer and, ricky and, and yeah. bourbon <laughs> beer and bourbon tequila tequila yeah, tonight yeah tequila, a lot of yeah a lot of Ricky and Hector. Uh, a lot of arguments. trash talking. A lot so, of beer bets, right? However, I'm I'm excited to turn you guys into Charger fans. Hey, man, I think I might be there. I, I was there at the SoFi Stadium a couple weeks back. Thank you, Rick, for the uh, tickets yes. to get into that uh, to that open house there and see. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert came out and gave a little uh, warm up to the crowd, which is pretty cool, man. He, he I was excited that I got those tickets. That was neat, man. That was neat to see. And, uh, Dude, you belong there. You're like the SoFi King. I know, man. SoFi King. <laughs> <laughs> SoFi King. That should, be your, Sofi King that, should be your, that should be your Twitter, Nico. If you're going to start Twitter, you're going to take that Twitter handle before I it's I like gone. that. SoFi King. SoFi King. I love it. That's awesome. Better get oh, it. Better, man. It's Nico's Twitter, SoFi King. <laughs> but, so I just hope you guys go to the games when I have extra tickets. Uh, oh, you're twisting my arm already, Rick. The you're only thing, because it, it sucks to not be able to watch Red Zone on a Sunday. But to be able to go to like a tailgate and then see the game is uh Hey, you're twisting my arm, buddy. <laughs> hey, we just, could can, just saying. Can we put red zone on an iPad? And, and you I know, mean, from the parking lot? <laughs> if you can get an iPad in there, I don't know. On the I know the, yeah. I know the for, Wi-Fi for was working. I know the Wi-Fi was working pretty well in the parking lot. See, I have no idea. I've not, I've never been to a stadium with Wi-Fi. SoFi's SoFi's obviously gonna have Wi-Fi. It's gonna have obviously. everything. Oh everything. Yeah. It, it was it, it they're was probably gonna have outlets in the floor like you park your car like right next to your tire there's an outlet probably that's how awesome they probably are <laughs> i'm sure they have charging stations the old one you would you know pay ten dollars you'd put your phone in and charge and then and it would lock it up in a box for a while yeah so first diga me primos favorite memories favorite memories of the last year ricky you're the you're the youngest it, go it, first it's gotta be it's gotta be every time hector was wrong 
Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. When was when, did this, this? When did this happen? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I can't just mention one. There's so many. But on oh, mine, no. uh, the the number one thing I loved being right on was uh, being right on Zeke and just kind of seeing him struggle through the year. I remember. Remember that we had a conversation about that, and you talked about like post-COVID symptoms, maybe yeah. that he might have some issues. And, and, and I've stuff still like that. seen it today, where people have enlarged hearts, and it's just uh, it's just harder to be efficient with a heart that's that big. But anyways, we don't know if that's what happened to him. But you know, as soon as his quarterback goes out, Zeke should still produce. But anyways, uh, also I was super excited to be happy about the 49ers sucking. I know so many Niners fans, Nico being one of them, and I could just I could just sense it in my brujo brain. So uh, that was my but but the ultimate favorite was talking about the prop bets. That was just a fun fun time. Oh, I, yes. I called the Gatorade color right. It was blue. I, I remember, I remember calling that. <laughs> I, I would have bet it if I was there. No, I, I thought Georgie it, called blue because no, yeah, no, it, was, it was such Nico. a random color. I it was one of the larger. <laughs> Uh, payouts uh, payouts yeah you're my boy blue yeah boy blue that's it oh man hector how about you my favorite my favorite thing of the whole year these are a few of my favorite things my favorite thing was learning and understanding and actually playing dfs with football that was that one that one got me and and i think the, the the you know, the, and, you know, getting Greg, Greg on here to, to, to teach us the ways of the master, you know, we were all grasshoppers and Greg, Greg was teaching us, but man, it's learning DFS. And I think the moment that I realized that I was just like, you know, smitten with DFS there, you know, I think on one, you know, Sunday morning, I had like, I don't know, like 10 different bets put in for different lineups. And I was just like, man, this is, this is pretty cool, man. This is, this is pretty neat. And, you know, I'm betting like $2, $3 bets, $5 bets. So I'm not, you know, I'm not going gung-ho. But this idea of, it's kind of like going to a racetrack and betting $2 on an exacta. It just made it, I mean, if fantasy wasn't already exciting and our leagues already like ultra competitive, DFS just made it even that much more exciting. It's just kind of like layers, like sushi, man. There's just like layers and layers of excitement. You know, it's like it's your family leagues and your friend leagues. And then DFS, you know, you're playing against, you know, you know, 35,000 people and you're competing against thousands and thousands of people and you're taking it seriously, you know? So I thought that was pretty neat. You know, you're, and you're putting in two bucks with a chance to win like, you know, five grand or 10 grand. So it really made it exciting. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing DFS and, you know, using all of my hashtag research to, you know, uh, you know, to, to increase my odds, I guess, of winning. Last year, you know, I didn't, I didn't do so well in DFS. Just won, you know, a couple bucks here and there, but I think next year uh, I'm ready. Next yeah, year, for, for, for the young day. listeners out there, uh, Grasshopper is a reference to Kung Fu, which was back in the uh, 80s. So it's right. You know, <laughs> 70s, I think. Yeah, it was. Actually, I think, of, was I think Michael, it might have been the 70s, Nicole. Yeah, was that Michael Carradine? <laughs> yep. Michael Carradine. Hey, everybody loves Kung Fu fighting. That's right. Yeah. Everybody oh. was Kung Fu fighting. <laughs> 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 Speaking of the 70s. Yeah. And Nico, how about you? I think you had the, I will say you had the nickname of the year, Fabio football for Trevor Lawrence. That was one of my favorite things. I love giving nicknames out, you know, uh, most of them you can't say on the radio. So but, Trump-like uh, of you. Maybe that should maybe that should be your your nickname. You should be nicknames. Uh, <laughs> Nico name. 
Hey, right back at you. Right back at you. Man, the tequila hasn't even taken hold yet. <laughs> this is great. Adios mio. You know, but as far as my favorite, I think I was, uh, before we were going to go on the air, I was, I was driving in and I kept getting all the green lights and I was guessing it. And then I think I hit four out of five, almost got five correct. And for some reason, I thought I was going to be the next uh, product uh, predictor of all games good and hit 80%. But as we know, no one goes over 60. So uh, I came back down to earth, but it was fun trying to predict the, the teams, you know, and who's going to win in football because it seems so obvious, but it's not. Right. Oh. It's, just, uh, it's tough. Yep. Especially yep. when you get in the spread and those, those wise guys, those sharps, man, they know. What they know, man. About. They know. They like know last year, I, I picked uh, remember last year I was, I was going off on Carolina Panthers are going to go over five wins and Vegas. Oh, had there's a, one time where you're wrong. Vegas. No, well, not exactly. Vegas had them over. <laughs> Vegas had them at five wins. Teddy yeah. B. Teddy B. With Teddy B. And, and, and like you said, George, those wise guys in Vegas, they know because Vegas had them at five wins and they had, Exactly five wins, man. I don't know how those wise guys in Vegas, man. They 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 know a lot of stuff, man. I don't know how they do it, but they they do know it. their stuff. They knew that Trey Lance at the last minute. We'll talk about him. You know, his his odds went way down for to be the number three pick. So all of a sudden, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, he became one of the favorites. So I I don't know how they know these things. I don't know. So for me, uh, you know, Ricky, uh, I will say you. The, of all the things you've ever nagged me to do uh, to play DFS was my favorite because I, I honestly, it was a blast, but I actually think it made me a better, better at analyzing and breaking things down for our familia FFB for our familia yeah. on the podcast. It got you off a single player and really made you look into all of them. Yeah. And, and really looking at the matchups, defense, the offense, defense matchups and what, you know, where the defense is kind of soft. So that was big. And the other one was, uh, uh, Ricky, I'm sorry, you weren't at that one, but, uh, but it was when Hector and I relived, uh, Pacoima 4th of July in the, in the seventies. So Carl street, man, right off Little Canyon. (laughs) <laughs> yep, at Abuelita's house, right in you know, right in right in the front yard. Sometimes some of the fireworks were in their front yard, some of them not front yard, our front yard. So, uh, back when the things were legal, and and also you know, I, I had a blast the Familia mock draft that we did. So and and put it on YouTube. So this year we'll put it on video and make it make it even more local. So yeah, man, uh, it'll it'll be louder. And uh, I would say as far as right calls are concerned, you know, Ricky was uh, doing a little little victory lap. You know, fading Joe Nix, Joe Mixon. Uh, I felt smart about that one and uh, recommending Deontay Johnson out of nowhere. Uh, that was good. And my, my worst that one that, that worked for me. Oh man. Worst call by all means was Jared Goff. Oh my God. That's because than... you're a fanboy. Oh, yeah, that, fan we'll give you that one. If you're uh, a fanboy, you, you know, that was, that's okay. We'll let you slide with that. So him over Matt Ryan and even Mateo yellow wasn't even that good. And then Juju in the top 10, which I think all three of us had him in the top 10. So. Yeah. That's it's all good. Uh, yeah. Can't him. Can't hit five. Can't hit. Can't hit them all, man. Can't hit a thousand. So that's um, right. God, I mean, this has been so much fun. So much damn fun, and you know, I, I hope we get these guys into baseball now, uh, fancy baseball. Oh just, yes, we will. just like we started you guys on DFS. I hope we got Nico and Hector a little bit on baseball. Yeah, man, that. I'm so, I'm I'm in, I'm in it to win it, man. I got Max Muncie in my lineup. He I think he hit a home run today. So. <laughs> well, I, I enjoyed fantasy baseball last week because in one league I beat Ricky and the other league I swept uh, Hector. So yeah, I got swept <laughs> nasty. That was that was brutal. Oh, my team is so injured, but 10-0. that's baseball. 10-0. Man. Oh man. 
But no, primos, again, another 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 swig, another salud. You salud, know, man. salud. It's it's been a year. It's been a crazy year. Let's I'm looking forward to no football postponements. Uh no no move yeah, no with the indeed. schedule. Uh, looking forward to us getting to SoFi Stadium, getting Nico to come down for for SoFi Stadium, and uh, who knows, maybe we'll do a show from the parking lot or something like that. So, uh, <laughs> that but no, in the parking lot. Yeah, this, this has been a, this has been a blast. It's 142 episodes. Here to here's to a thousand and one more and let's plus go. plus salud salud. Uh, so hey, let's get into some cheese man. All right. In the WTF category, DK Metcalf wants to run in the Olympics. Los Olympicos. Would his contract even allow that? I, I guess he pulls one hamstring. He's useless for the rest of the year because he's going to be battling that all year. I doubt Seattle's cool with him doing that. He's young. DK is just out of college. He thinks he can do everything. Uh, you know yeah i think maybe i think maybe they'll it'll just because it's it's what is it really the olympics or is it this like usatf golden games so yeah it's, is it? it it's kind of like the olympic trials okay so it. and and i guess apparently if he runs 10.05 seconds or faster which you know the 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 world record is under is is under 10 seconds is barely under 10 seconds so uh, that's know, not gonna happen that's that's gonna be <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be intrigued to see how fast you run yeah, it's gonna be, get great ratings yeah because the guy the guy has blazing speed but I, I don't think he has as they say track speed there's you know the guys that run track have track speed dk metcalf is fast but you know he has i don't think he's the awesome. fastest in the nfl so i don't think he needs right, to be right. representing the entire u.s right yeah, he just True. happens to be the one that wants to do it. So yeah, exactly. you know what? Hats off to him. You know what? Yeah. I'm sure the Golden Games will will, will benefit from it. Uh, heck, I mean, now you know NBC Sports Edge. Uh, they they put the time out there. So because obviously it's on NBC. So on on, sun, on Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4:30 Eastern. So of course. So yeah. now I'm gonna now I'm gonna watch. What the heck? Why not? Yeah. yeah right why not i'll watch it Olympics it's is, gonna be at sports center the Olympics isn't what it used to be when we were kids i mean you stopped everything to watch it i mean oh. everyone watched it and now it's yeah, but I mean, we would have watched it we would have watched it last year but there was they didn't have it <laughs> now, now it's a five ring circus hey <laughs> now here's the here's the interesting thing the the olympics are set to start on july 23rd that's right before that's about a week before nfl training camp starts so can you imagine if he makes the team and then all of a sudden, it's just like, you know, he makes the team and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to make the team. If he has yeah. to get 10.05, he ain't making the team. That's pretty fast. That's pretty damn yeah. fast. So, oh, man. Well, some guy who may some guy who may be starting his own team, going in, going his own team, whatever it is, his future is in jeopardy. Um, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Thank you for getting that, Nico. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, and you know, NFL Network's Mike Garofalo uh, reported that uh, last offseason, uh, or this this offseason, that he told Green Bay free agents that he was not going to be back in 2021, and uh, you know now. Now it looks like I mean we all saw you know the 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 fit that he that he did that he threw into the uh, the big wrench that he threw into draft day last week, uh, kind of you know taking over. But uh, I mean, guys, is it? It's looking like it's not going to happen. It's looking like he's going to get that he really is going to get traded or he's just going to sit out. How crazy is that? 
That's I mean, very it sucks because he's MVP. So, yeah. I mean, what happened? How how unhappy do you got to be? I get it. The area sucks to live in. So when he's you know during season he suck he's stuck there. But I, I don't know what he's so disgruntled about. I feel like the people of Green Bay deserve better. Well, one of the things, and I, I've read a couple articles on this. Um, one of the main things is they never communicated with him that they were going to pick Jordan Love. Yeah, and wow. that and that really pissed him off. I mean, other teams, like last week, the the Buccaneers took Kyle Trask, but they called Tom Brady and told him, hey, if this kid's there, we're going to take him. And, you know, Brady's like, sure. So there was no communication on that. They've never drafted, uh, they've never invested in, in, the, uh, in the wide receiver core. Uh, you know, the highest drafted, you know, I think they said that like in the last 10 years, the only first round pick that he's thrown a touchdown to is Mercedes Lewis. So, wow. I mean, ay Dios mio. And, uh, you know, they, I don't know. I mean, uh, here's the thing. It's like, it's a new NFL. Aaron Rodgers wants to have a seat at the table and kind of have, you know, and kind of be able to say, Hey, we, I want this kind of guy. I want that kind of guy on the team. I want to, you know, these plays work, work well for me. And it looks like green Bay doesn't want to do that. And so here's the thing. Do you give your quarterback face of the franchise? One of the faces of the NFL. I mean, this is not some guy, or do you not, do you, or do you just want to go business as usual? Here's what I think. I mean, it just seems to me that green Bay has their head in the sand, you know, like, like obviously how do you not know that your quarterback still has the ability to be the MVP? First of all, how do you, how do you not even understand that that's a possibility? So that's strike one. They didn't even get that. Second of all, like you said, they draft Jordan love a a second QB. They don't tell him. And thirdly, you know, it it just seems that they're complacent with being mediocre. Like you said, if if Mercedes Lewis is the, is the only first round, you know, pass catcher that he's, he's thrown a touchdown to, in the last what ten years, I think you said that's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, they're 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 clearly it's like they're showing him that they're just okay with just winning games and you know packing the stadium and you know Super Bowl is just like an okay thing, but they're okay with just winning games and having fans come and pack the stadium. It, I mean, I, I mean, does it doesn't it seem like that? I mean, if if they're really intent on winning and being great, you know, you have an MVP caliber QB and you give him whatever he wants and you surround him with. The guys that he wants. I mean, look, when Peyton Manning went to Denver, I'm sure John Elway just laid out the red carpet. Was like, "What do you need, man? Like, we'll give it for you. Whatever you need, we'll get it to you." And what happened? He gets to the Super Bowl, you know, and he does his thing there. He wins there. So it's like, this is clearly the opposite of that. Green Bay is just—it's just—it's mind-boggling that you have an MVP guy. Even before he was MVP, you should have known he could be MVP. And to surround him with with what he needs to make your team even that much greater. Because what's what good is having an MVP if you're not going to win the Super Bowl? So it's just like it's it's ridiculous. They have their head, you know. I I could say something worse, but I'll just say they have their head <laughs> in the sand, and they, they, it's like they don't know what they're doing. So yeah, I, I think he's Aaron Rodgers is a, is a super smart guy. You know, he wants to be on Jeopardy. He wants to host Jeopardy. You know, the guy is a brain. You know, we you, you see him on the field. He's very cerebral. So. To know that he he's, he knows that much and and he knows what his team needs, you know. So, I, I bet so you he's could, been MVP. He's got yeah. Super Bowl. Do you think he could just be done? 
don't think you talk about done. like Jeopardy and everything. Like, yeah. Well, no, I mean, after, after you saw Brady, look what Brady did. He laughed right. like, oh, what's going to happen? But there? does Rodgers need that? Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, the thing is, Rodgers is so is still so great. That's the right. thing. I, I don't know if I see him walking away, <laughs> it, uh, you know, as long as he's healthy. I think, I mean, I honestly think he could play at this level for another five years and maybe even beyond because he's, uh, you know, he's taking care of himself. Uh, you know, the thing, I mean, it, it seems personal. I mean, this, I mean, right. he's been calling, totally. you, he's you been, nailed it. Totally personal. Yeah. He's been calling the GM of the, of the Packers, Jerry Krause. Now, what did, what happened there? He thought, you know, Krause thought, okay, I, you know, he wanted to run it back together. The last dance came out. We all saw how that thing played out. Jordan wanted more of a seat at the table. They didn't want to give it to him. He retired. And what happened after that? It's like 25 years and the, and the bulls have never been back to the NBA finals. So to me, when you got a player who's that great and, and as far as I'm concerned, Aaron Rodgers, maybe one of the five best quarterbacks in NFL history at the very worst, he's really top 10. I think I don't disagree. I, I, I don't I, disagree. Yeah. Forget about rings. The conversation about rings, forget it. Throw it out the window. Do, you know, all things being equal, nobody has a ring. Is he one of the best quarterbacks? I not you know, top five. Come on, get out of here. You guys need to read it. Just recently, me, he's not me, even. Give me five. Drew give Brees, me five, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, and God, I'm trying to think like someone way back. Put- but Brady, Troy did, you put Bra- did you put Brady? Did you put Brady? threw Brady in okay, there. Sorry, and three of those are recent. So oh, he's not better. He's better than Troy Aikman. Come on, puppy. Come on. Uh, he's better yeah, than mean, Troy Aikman. Yeah, Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith was a big was a big part of those wins too, right? <laughs> and Michael Irvin and, and the, 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 the defense and the O line. <laughs> yeah. To me, I, I, you know, I mean, those guys are all good. You got to put Montana in that conversation too. I was about too. to say, what about Montana? I mean, we got Montana's better than I'm, I'm telling you. Aaron Rodgers is in top five. You're oh, that's a rush, but well, all those guys maybe had, he cracks the top. I five. mean, he's got Devonte Adams, but who else has he had besides Devonte Adams? Really? Uh, yeah, in the in in the last 10, 10, 12 years, I mean, Jordy Nelson's the only top notch receiver he's had. That's it. So he made Jordy. He did. There you go. And that, even 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 you were making the point, Rick. If, if if there's no Aaron Rodgers, what is who is Jordy? You know, is Jordy become Jordy Nelson without Aaron Rodgers? You know, is he Jordy he to make would people be better? Jordy if he had Tom Brady throwing to him? Yeah. Well, I, I think ever since Montana, because Montana left San Francisco and he goes to Casey. Oh, what's he going to do there? He's not. He, he can't do it without the Niners. All of a sudden, they're in the playoffs. I mean, he had something to prove. Everyone's like, "Wow, Joe is really, really good." And did it, did that help him? In my mind, it did. And Brady did the same thing. I think these elite quarterbacks maybe have a little bit chip on their shoulder. Like, you know, I can do this anywhere. And, right. you know, and I, I just proved it. So no one can ever say, well, that's because he had the team behind him. Like, well, any team that's good, he's going to do well. I mean, he probably he's probably intrigued by, you know, Peyton did it when he moved to Denver. Obviously, you know, we're the reigning world, the reigning world champion Buccaneers with Tom, don't do it without Tom Brady. And now, I mean, maybe Rogers wants to be the next guy. But to me, the thing is, you got to put the quarterback, you, you got to give the quarterback a seat at the table in the decision making. Mm-hmm. I really think so, because he is he's the CEO of the team. He's, you know, he is the CEO, mm-hmm. at least from a player standpoint. And, and, and he's I, super smart. Yeah. So, I mean, why not listen to the guys? Yeah. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, Brady, every guy that Brady pounded the table for 
was in this, you know, uh, was on that team for the Super Bowl, and three yeah. of those guys caught touchdowns from him. Yep, yep. So, so all of a sudden, you know, you want to listen to that guy. You know, Drew Brees. They used to they they would set up a plan, you know, a game plan, and and on Saturday night they'd be like, okay, what ten plays do you like the most, Drew? And Sean Payton would make sure that those plays got got him. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid is, you know, is listening to him and Patrick Mahomes is, you know, only a couple of years past being able to drink a beer legally. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's horrible. People, yeah. I, I remember the Lakers, you know, the Showtime Lakers with magic, they used to listen to magic on, on personnel decisions. So <laughs> you give that, you got a superstar and there are very few guys to me. The other thing is there are very few guys who deserve that superstar seat at the table. I'd say probably like five or six guys, and but Rogers is one of them. He is absolutely, absolutely. And and here's the thing: how much does Devonte Adams' value drop if Jordan Jordan Love is the quarterback? Michael Thomas, two point Third round receiver. Wow, that's right. no, Michael, up. Michael Thomas. Same thing. Michael Thomas was you know first round fantasy wide receivers maybe first time you know first wide receiver so who's more valuable who's more valuable without their main quarterbacks thomas or adams that's a great question man thomas Uh, i think it's i think it's thomas i think it's thomas because uh i think it's thomas because at the very least we know he's gonna have a quarterback who has thrown an nfl pass and an nfl touchdown uh so you know, so we'll, we'll, I think it'll be Jameis Winston, but I think, yeah, it's, uh, God, it's crazy, man. It's crazy mm-hmm. to think about mm-hmm. that. Man. <laughs> oh, oh, so last bit of cheese, man. We got, uh, found about at this just a little while ago, carry on Johnson released by the lions. And wow. me, that's a big move. He was and a it, high draft pick. Wasn't he? I think it was a second round draft pick two uh, three years ago, wow. three years ago. I think he just fell four. off the horse, man. <laughs> Couldn't stay healthy. Could not stay healthy. Just, but to me, this says a lot for DeAndre Swift because they didn't draft a running back in the draft last week, and they did sign Jamal Williams. But it's really those two guys. So I, I think it's, I, I think it's a good. To me, that helps me bump up DeAndre and feel a lot better about DeAndre Swift. Yep. Um, yep. Potential sneaky guy for the top ten running backs. So, adios mio. Local. If I could, if I could sneak one back in, Digamy. I could see Aaron Rodgers going to the Raiders. So just to oh, get out of here. Hey, Bay Area. He's on one. He's on the list. <laughs> well, actually, no, that's Las Vegas now. I'm thinking <laughs> they were the Bay Area, but no. If Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere, it's got to be the Bay Area. It's, you know, is either Niners or bust. He's, well, no, he's yeah. not going to go. He's not going to go because he's, he's the guy we're going to talk about. He's not going to the Niners now. That's what I'm saying. Is that that's what I'm saying? He's going to stay with Green Bay. You don't think the to. Niners would trade? Aaron Rodgers for Jimmy G and just and? have their Lance sit for two years. Come on. Yeah. Well, the Niners would do it, but would the Packers do it? So, right. you know, they're, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of pieces they can throw in. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I don't know if they're going to do that. And they just traded a bunch of running, uh, a couple of, a couple of high draft picks just to get Trey Lance. So a lot of their high draft so capital dumb. is gone. That's true. That's true. You know, it's, this is a fast, this is a novella. This, this is a this is a corazón roto novela for uh, for all of Green Bay. This is gonna be yeah I, I, man. You oh feel my bad. god! You gotta feel bad for them, man. I've got I we're gonna take some pictures of Nico, you know, doing the big stare, you know, <laughs> the big surprise stare. My, my, 
it might be time to uh Ooh. to bet the under to bet the under on green bay this year man i think uh, i think it's oh. i think you got to do that they might be i i'll be very interested when you go to vegas uh if they if they've the even got a betting is, yeah. line on them so i do smell see what it is right now right now the the win totals let's see for the packers the right underwear the underwear <laughs> see here i got them at where are they here we go uh, 10.5. Mm, that seems a little on the high side based take on the, the, all the drama, man. I think I'd take the under on that. Take the I under would definitely on that. take the under on that. Yep. Yeah. Especially if there's no Jordan. If Jordan Love is the starting quarterback. Oh, let's see. Muy cierto. Game over. Muy cierto. Mm. Well, hey, let, let's do a little NFL draft rewind. Rewind. Um, so we had the, rap, the ra- reacción rápido last week. Uh, with Hector and I, right at you know, post draft, kind of did did a you know rapid fire episode, a quick hit show. The, that was cool. Yeah, on the first round, so we've had some time to recover from the NFL draft. First, Ricky, you know your Chargers, they did some damage. They did some good picks, starting with Rashawn yeah. Slater. How pumped are you about them? I'm excited. Uh, first thing I know, Georgie's hitting me up. Oh no, Herbie's blindside's protected. So I'm like, awesome. Uh, and Slater was rated right next to the other Oregon guy. I really wanted the Oregon guy because I like the the oh, chemistry yeah. between the two, but Slater's going to be just as good. He's a little smaller, but he was able to dominate Chase Young. So we got someone who we can uh, stack up on through the years. And Asante Samuel Jr., I mean, I'm pretty sure I remember watching his dad play. Yep. So He won excited. a couple Super Bowls with the Patriots. I'm, I'm excited to see this guy play. And uh, Josh Palmer, I don't think he's a Mike Williams replacement. Uh, Palmer is more of a fast guy. Williams was all hands and position. But uh, excited to see what, what's going to happen. I don't know where Palmer fits in. We always have a sneaky third wide receiver running around. Um, but I'm just happy that they actually look like uh, a team with optimism. Even other people who don't like my team are looking at us and going, damn, nice. No, they're. I, I'm. I'm excited for the Chargers, man. I think it's gonna be. I, I think it's gonna be a great team that's gonna open up SoFi Stadium officially for fans, and I, I. I think it'll be great. I think it'll be great. Both the Rams and the Chargers are gonna be good this year. Fired up, baby. Fired up. So and yeah. and and after you know getting a, a couple good naps in, I'm fired up for the season because it really feels like football is coming. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, the draft is over. It's time to take an early look at a you know at a at a few players because I now we're not we're not worried about like where guys are going. We know who's there. We know what teams are you know maybe still deficient in some places. Um, so we're going to look ahead. We got I picked out six players for us to kind of talk about. Nico, sorry, we're not going to talk about Fabio football uh, much as we much as we love your nickname for him. But Trevor Lawrence, he has no questions about him going into the season. Nope. Um, you know, he's the number one quarterback. He's playing all season. Uh, it's going to be very interesting where we rank him when we get into the, our, our ranking the quarterbacks and all the all the positions. Najee Harris really seems to be the only running back who's walking into a lead Caballo role. So uh, I'm not going to talk about him today. We're leaving them out of the conversation. It's, it's a few guys, but there's some big names in here. We're going to talk about a little bit about where uh, they're going, uh, what they're walking into and, you know, kind of like what the expectations are. We're not going to do any like full, you know, projections on, on, you know, point totals or touchdowns or anything like that, but starting off with the number two pick, 
And, uh, you know, because my balding head is very jealous, Zach Wilson <laughs> may have the best hair, even better than Lawrence. Very so, cool hair. Very cool head of hair. Uh, Nico, we, we need you to work on a nickname for him. So it's, it's, uh, but yeah, this guy's been uh, Wilson, Zach Wilson. He's been comped to Patrick Mahomes and Eric and Rogers for the way he makes plays. Um, he's went 33-3 uh, TD to INT ratio and completed 73.5% of his passes last year. I mean, he was just incredible. I mean, there are questions about his competition that he played with, but what about his supporting cast guys? I mean, Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, Jamison Crowder, they drafted Elijah Moore, who was very highly ranked by, by the experts, but, and, and they did work on their offensive line, but anybody does, you know, none of these guys, none of these guys to me is like a Devonte Adams or an Allen Robinson or, you know, uh, or a Tyree no, kill, but they're serviceable. Uh, Corey Davis was behind AJ Brown uh, after a while. And, when A.J. Brown couldn't pick up, Corey Davis did. Uh, then you look at Mims is going to be in his second year, and there's been a lot of hoopla about him, so I hope he comes out of it And uh, because he didn't do crap last year compared to all the other rookies. Uh, and Crowder, Crowder's good. Crowder's made a lot of yards and is always a guy to get a lot of receptions every game. So maybe this is what he needs is Wilson. And, and for Wilson to have a guy like Crowder be able to elude the defense and get open quickly for those quick passes. Uh, Wilson should at least be comfortable with the pass catchers he has. He still has to show effort and throw good passes. He can't lob one up and expect his guys to to go get it because he's got no DeAndre Hopkins. But it's serviceable, and that's all I could say. As far as running back, this team's building. That's all. Still building, yeah. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, because they're they're coming from the bottom. You know, they 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 they're 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 at the bottom. They they only have one way to go. So, I mean, yeah, Wilson's a great pick, and you know, but it's very early, obviously. So I I think we temper our expectations a little bit, and might be a couple games before we start seeing if uh, if the the investment pays off. But I'm excited to see what he can do. Definitely, I am intrigued by Elijah Moore. He's a burner. 4-3 speed in in the uh, 40-yard dash. Played at Ole Miss behind A.J. Brown. Uh, you know, he was all SEC this year, over almost 1,200 yards receiving. Uh, very intrigued by adding him to the mix. Um, so I, I just I, – I look I, – I, I'm – this team could be sneaky, uh, kind of building a little bit. Zach Wilson, I think he's going to have a rough time. I think there will be some big weeks for him, but I think there'll be weeks like, you know, when he's going up against a good defense, I'm going to be very glad to be sitting down. Very right. glad to be sitting down. Nico, we're going to start with you on the next one uh, because Trey Lance was, uh, you know, was so, you know, nobody was looking at him, you know, except for Hector. Um, but you know, San Francisco, what does San Francisco say about him right now? Well, I think they picked him because they figure his name is Trey. So he must be a triple threat, right? So yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. Hey, try. He can, he, he can pass, he can run, you know, he can do everything. So, uh, Oh, yeah. Trey is like three, Rick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking like a, like a lunch tray. No. No, no. <laughs> he can run he can pass he can even block he can do it all so but no I, I i was very excited about the niners i was actually um out for dinner and everyone was kind of 
making noise and everything, and they all found out. So the Bay Area was very excited for what we had. Uh, it's understood that Jimmy G is going to go for one year. And, you know, I could see him. For Jimmy G, he has a big incentive to win the Super Bowl this year. Then he can do whatever he wants. Then he can pass the torch, and they're all good with that. So You're cool with Jimmy G taking your team to the Super Bowl, winning, and, and then leaving. <laughs> yeah. You know, it happens all the time. No, it's it doesn't. Okay. Okay. Happened, so, but no, I just, um, but the thing is, he might not leave after that. It's like, what do you do? And then you've got the big, the best trading ship that you, you've ever had. Trust right? me, Jimmy G is going to see himself out the door with either his contract or his skills. We don't got to worry. Yeah. If he, yeah. if he has a good year, he's going to get himself traded. I mean, look, I mean, look, uh, the last year of Alex Smith in Kansas City, I think the team was 12 and four. And then all of a sudden it was, but they knew that Patrick Mahomes was going to be the quarterback the next year. And he was good. He was a top 10 quarterback for fantasy. And then he was in Washington a year later. So, uh, so it's uh, Jimmy G is probably aiming for something like that. And, uh, and you know what, I, I think it's one of those things lights like a fire under a guy's butt. And gets him, uh, get gets him, gets him going. Maybe they get the best out of Jimmy G, or at worst, if he's not good or if he gets hurt again, Trey Lance is, gives you gives you that dual threat. And I mean, he's so impressive. He's physically <laughs> and intellectually so impressive. I hope he reminds them of a young Colin Ka- Kaepernick. Ooh, <laughs> well, it's Ooh. funny I, for Jimmy G. I I think he's looking in the future. I mean, I remember. I remember when I played in the NFL. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean, Jimmy G. He, he's a he's a quarterback. I could see him as a coach later on. He, he's a smart guy. He studies the, the plays. He actually got there early, you know, left light. But he could even if he has to uh, kind of work and you know get Trey in shape, you know, on mental and physical. Uh, basically, he's becoming a coach. So, you know, I, I think he'll look at it that way. That no matter what, it, it doesn't hurt to play. And teach and learn. From what I heard, someone in uh, uh, the Niners organization said that, that, hey, look at uh, look at Aaron Rodgers. He sat the bench for two years. So we could see Jimmy G doing that for Trey Lance. And they might do that. So be prepared if they do that. If like he keeps him on like in the old if, days, remember that? Yeah, if he keeps him on the bench, that means Jimmy G's playing well. That's right. plain and simple. Right. And if he's playing well, that means the 49ers are probably playing well. So I think it's a win-win either way. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and if he sticks around and he's still quarterback, you know, a lot of ladies will still be happy because they get to see him be quarterback every week with his, you know, scruff and, you know, rugged good looks. So I just mean like- with his plastic hair and, you know, the smile and the, you know, everything. So he'll be out there. And Trey Lance, what did he play? Five games in two years, something like that. Yeah, not many. So, no, one game. He's played seventeen. No, what? It, uh, seventeen games in in two years, but he's only played he's one. Game. Like three hundred and thirteen pass attempts in his yep. career, and only one game in the last like uh, year and a few months. So since since January of two twenty twenty. So good call, San Fran. Good call. So we'll see. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Do you sit him after he already basically sat a year? That's just the weird part. So, you know, I'd have two years of not playing, but uh, we're going to see. We're Why would see. you play him right away? He hasn't taken a hit in like two years. Yeah. 
it, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be fun to watch the games. And, and it's funny because we talked about it, I think, last time that, you know, I went to a baseball game and it was just weird. It was very expensive, you know, kind of a hassle. And these ba- these football games are going to be the same thing. Tailgating is not going to be quite the same, you know, maybe. But I think a lot of people are going to stay home and watch it on their big 80-inch TV and all the other stuff. So, um, and there's going to be more betting. I mean, there's I think there's 14 states now that have allowed betting. So, they're going to want to be at home and take care of all that. So, it's going to be a whole different ballgame yeah. as yeah. far as how it's watched, you know. Everyone wants to watch all the games, not just that game. You know, although it's going to be fun to be there, I love going to the game, tailgating, all that. But more stadiums are not allowing for tailgating, so I don't know what's going to happen as we move forward. Well, I get a question for the for El Grupo Primos. Uh, Justin Fields changing changing little direction. Uh, To me, it was one of my favorite picks of the first round. May be my favorite Mm -hmm. pick because I I think that the it's I'm hoping that this. I'm hoping that Bears fans can stop complaining because I feel like they've complained about for a long time, basically for the last 30 years that Jim McMahon ain't walking through the door again. But uh, does he beat out Andy Dalton by game one? Week one, does he beat out Andy Dalton? I don't Heck think so. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think he beats Andy Dalton. I think, you know, this, you know, it's a process. You know, I think part of it is, you know, comfort zone and you know that, that goes a long way you know just you know getting them comfortable you know having Justin Fields say you know what just hang out just watch you know watch a real game from the sideline you know watch how it goes watch the speed of it watch the intensity of a real game you know I said I think, I think that goes a long way you know you know when you when you stick a when you stick a rookie into the fire you know it, it doesn't always work out yeah you cross your fingers that it does but it doesn't always so yeah anytime you have the opportunity to have your rookie sit on the sideline with a clipboard and take notes that's only going to help him. And yeah, eventually Justin Fields is going to be the quarterback of the Bears. But yeah, the more the more he can sit out and, and watch and learn and take notes, the, that's just going to be better for him. So, I, you know, Andy Dalton's still a good quarterback, still can win NFL games from the, from the gate. Why would you not? So yeah, you're going to keep him in there and then you know, just take it from there. Let him lose like three games. Yeah, and then exactly, exactly. But in the, same, in, the, in the meantime, Fields is learning. So it's a win-win to do it that way. It's, you know, it's kind of different than what uh, is hap- is going to be happening in the Jets where they're, they're the Jets and the, and the uh, Jaguars where they're just going to throw the guy into the fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, could this be a, a situation where Andy Dalton starts until the bye week, kind of like what happened last year with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua? So could it be something like that? Uh, and as long yeah. as they're winning or, or if they're doing decent, they'll keep him in there. But like Ricky said, if Dalton comes out 0-3, that's, you know, that's it for him. <laughs> this is still a team that made the playoffs too the last three years. I mean, they did it mostly yeah. in defense, but – uh, but yeah, I, I mean, Fields is so talented. Uh, but you know, again, it's a guy who, uh, I, the thing to me, one of the underrated things that I love about this is that he's played in the Midwest in Ohio. So he's a guy, he knows how to play in the bitter cold. He knows how to play with big wind and he's thrived in it. Yeah. I thought Aaron Rodgers would do well there. I mean, I thought that's what was going to happen, but it did not. Yeah. Well, I, well, I, I don't, I don't think he, get, I don't, I don't think the Packers will trade him to the bears. So that one, <laughs> that, 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 that's Dodgers giants type of trades. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, I love fields. I think he's going to be a great pick. I mean, I hope he takes over, uh, you know, takes over at some point for me, the guy that uh, 
could become really interesting once fields take over is Darnell Mooney. I think Allen Robinson's going to be great no matter what, no matter who's throwing him the ball. But Darnell Mooney is more of a speed burner, and I think he's a guy who's going to be uh, – and, and Fields likes to throw the deep ball. And so I think that's going to be a, pl- uh, a play where – uh, that that fields is going to be looking for Mooney, and uh, I, I think he, he I, I, honestly, with his running ability, I think he's going to make that offense look a lot better, a lot better. Well, let's do the running backs now. So there were three running backs that were very interesting th- this year, and and one was the first one was, uh, you know, we had we talked about uh, Najee Harris earlier in the episode, and we also Hector and I talked about Travis Etienne in last week's where we didn't love the situation unless he becomes an Alvin Kamara type, but Javante Williams to the Broncos. Do we love that pick Ricky? You're, you know, Melvin I, Gordon I think, was your guy. I think no matter what Melvin Gordon's going to be the lead Caballo. Uh, and I, I get it. People are like, do the Broncos hate fantasy managers <laughs> and they even traded up to get him. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like no matter what Melvin Gordon's still a beast. And if he could stay healthy, he's going to lead that backfield. Javante Adams, do you know what college he's from? North Carolina. So he's going to have to get situated to uh, the Denver air. So I don't think he's going to be competing with Melvin Gore. I think he's going to be more of a change of pace, maybe a third down back. But other than that, I would sit on it. You know, the one thing Gordon is going into a last con last year of his contract so it could be one to me, it kind of sets up a little bit like, you know, Mark Ingram and JK Dobbins last year where, uh, where they kind of eased Ingram out in the second half. And it could be Gordon, Gordon is eased out. I mean, Williams, he's so talented, 830 yards, 831 yards after contact 47 broken tackles, which led the, you know, led college football. So, uh, oh, I mean, it, it but I mean, it's going to be so frustrating to sit on him for a while. It's going to be so tough. I mean, how long would you sit on him, Hector? Oh, man, that's that's a great question, man. Gosh, like Ricky I said, mean, Melvin Gordon is – You don't man. want to get stuck holding on to him. And then when the bye weeks come, you get screwed over because you held on to him. That, that's well, all. You know what? Right. You got, people get screwed over with Dobbins. Yep. To Ricky's yep. point, Melvin Gordon came from San Diego, nice and warm. He went to Denver and he kind of sucked, you know, one or two games that were good. So are you saying that, you know, if they go from warm weather to cold weather, they, they can't adjust? Or? It's more the air, no, I think. It's the altitude. The, air, it's, uh, the altitude. Well, I mean, that takes a week, you know. Is Melvin Gordon going to finally adjust? It took, you know, he didn't do very well last year, so. He did okay, but I think he's going to definitely do better. He did one game where he blew up on fantasy. I loved it. Mark my words. Uh, this is going to be one to follow. I mean, cause this could be something like Cam Akers cause Cam Akers, people had to hold on to him till week 13 till he blew up. Right. And then all of a sudden it was, then he was good, but it's like, it's week 13. It's a week before the playoffs. I don't know if you can wait that long with Javante Williams. If you've got, if, if you're, you know, if you're going to rely on him as your RB two. So I think he's a guy you're going to want to be in your third, your, RB your flex position, but um, maybe not not relying on him. Uh, Nico, up in your neck of the woods, the 49ers got themselves a number, uh, uh, Trey Sermon with the 88th pick in the draft. Only There were only four running backs went in the first three rounds. 
and Trey Sermon was the third one. I mean, it's a crowded backfield. You still got Raheem Mostert. You still got Jeff Wilson. They just added Wayne Gallman. Is there going to be, I mean, are we looking at another committee out there? Well, Trey Sermon is a, a triple threat. <laughs> he can run, he can pass, he can catch. He can do it all. Ricky, do you understand now? I, uh, now I get it. I thought, I thought it was going to be like a sermon thing. It took, it took two 49ers named Trey for Rick to get that. <laughs> yeah, how about Quad Henry? He's a quadruple threat. Yeah. <laughs> Pentagon, uh, man. So, yeah. That's awesome. Oh man, but heck, dude! I mean, oh, how, how frustrating could this be? Could this situation be? I mean, this is the wave of the future. You know, like you know, it's not just like you're saying. Like Rick said, do the you know the Broncos hate fantasy managers? It just seems that this is just how it's going to be. You know, crowded backfields. You know, that I think the majority of teams are going to have them. You know, so yeah, but the Niners need help, right? The Niners. I mean, yeah, Mostert's been you know great when he's been healthy, right? And Wilson's there. But and that's already two guys. So now you're adding a you know a third head to the to the Hydra to the monster. So you know it's going to be Niners, uh, you know Niners and then Wayne Gallman too, right? So I mean there, there's just there's a lot going on there. I, I don't know. I, I I shy away from RBBC. You know, so that's I think most people do, right? You know, it, it's interesting. I mean, this kind of talk is making me want to. I mean. I think there's two ways to draft this year either. And it's, and they're both pretty polar opposites. I think you either go heavy RB early to try and nail down your running backs or you go zero or you go zero RB because, you know, there's so many committees that you want to get your value out of your receivers. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, I, I, you know, I'm, I keep going back and forth where I want to go zero RB. I want to go zero wide, you know, or I want to go he heavy, you know, zero wide receiver and go heavy on the running backs early and just try and get two good ones out of the, out of the early rounds, because there's so much wide receiver depth. It's, uh, it, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like an animal house where that scene where the guy's got the devil and the angel on opposite shoulders. So, <laughs> We're going heavy on the seventies references. Here. Yeah. <laughs> toga, toga. So yeah. That's yeah, time I give out my nicknames. You'll be flounder. You're <laughs> uh, yeah. Let him in. He's, you know, yeah, let him go. He's rolling. So, uh, but yeah, this one, I, it's, it, I, I hate the crowded backfields. Now this, this next guy, the last guy we're going to talk about Michael Carter, uh, he's going into a crowded backfield, but you know, with the, with the jets, but who's there waiting for him? It's Ty Johnson. But I think, I think that goes the same way with, there's no one on his team to be a playmaker. So, uh, stay away. But he's got Frank Gore and Le'Veon Bell. Frank well, Gore's come back. No, no, no. He's got those, those guys left behind. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Oh, those guys left. Left. Okay, those are the touches that he's that he could possibly get, right? Yeah, that's two hundred and six yeah. touches that they left that's behind, right. and right. the for and the Jets are bringing over. You know, the offensive coordinator is coming from the 49er system where they love to run the ball, that Shanahan type of system where they they really focus on running the ball. So someone's got to run it, and you know, it makes me want to take a chance on Michael Carter. I don't know why, but I want to take a chance on him and do as it, like, man. Do as it. like a third running back. You, you know? never know. I mean, 
Welcome back, Kyle. Uh, depends how the other the other end of your team looks, but I don't know. Uh, I don't like the Jets ever. Well, I think running by committee is not bad at all. I mean, because I don't know if you noticed. It is for fantasy. A lot of people get hurt, you know. All of a sudden, you're down to one running back. No, no, you got three still. Yeah, but, wait, but if they back. don't get hurt, then you have <laughs> and then you're screwed because you have. Well, the Niners used to score really fast and right away, and these guys just never most hurt. Oh, 100 yards, you know this and that. These guys would just kill it because they're all fresh coming out, and these DBs are getting tired. Linebackers can't keep up, and as long as your line linemen are okay, yeah, but you have to have the right guy. Yeah, that's the problem with RBBCs. Who, which, which guys are going to be this week? You know, it's almost like the the Steelers receiving core last year. Like, which yeah. which which receivers are going to be this week? That's going to you know, you know, Chase Claypool gets four TDs, and then Deontay next week gets two TDs. It's like if you have too many mouths to feed, that's a big problem. I just you can't I, figure it out, just like the yeah. defense. Yeah, that's right. To me, the thing the thing is, I think Carter is going to be the most talented of the four running backs that are that are going to be in the rotation, and I think. Uh, to me, talent rises. Uh, it's just a matter of when and and do they use them correctly? Do they use them? I don't think he could be a, a lead caballo where you give him twenty carries a game, but maybe you give him like a dozen touches, a dozen carries, and maybe like eight to ten targets. So I think he could be kind of like that kind of guy that that gives you uh, that that gives you good production that way. So it's, it's just that's just blind faith with a brand new quarterback, brand new everything. God, that's just wishy washy. I hate putting blind faith in something like that. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna go for him as they're a, like a new franchise almost. Yeah, yeah, they really are. I mean, they're, yeah, yeah, they're, they're I building, mean, started from the bottom. Now they're here. So, yeah, new I mean, running back, new quarterback, like the wide receiver in Mims is still something we don't know about. And Elijah Moore, coach, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's just. I mean, you sit there and you're like, oh man, I I don't know. Uh, it, it's it's tough, but uh, you know, as if I've already locked in two good running backs and Michael Carter's there, like in the seventh or eighth round. I'm I'm gonna take a chance on him. I'm gonna grab him and and yeah. uh, maybe right like a flex you. or uh, maybe a flex or or uh, you know first guy off the bench or something like that. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Ah, man, uh, primos, that was fun. That was fun. That's yeah. that was a good show. That was a good show. That was uh, you know good uh, show. Too bad my shot of tequila is is I gotta go get a new one. So that's probably why I got in the show. So before <laughs> before time I, for I, refill Cinco de so, Mayo. Let's go. So we got, you know, we got several more months of, you know, at least three more, three more months to start breaking things down before, you know, we get into, you know, fantasy draft season. So we'll talk about wide receivers and now we really get to talk about who the guys are, are what, what kind of projections we're going to have for the players. So I'm fired up, baby. I am fired up. I, oh, yeah, it's, it's happening. It's happening. It's time. Exciting. It is if time. If I remember correctly, it's, it's go time. Right before the draft. It's like, what do you think about him? Like, I don't know. What do you think about him? I don't know. So <laughs> not anymore. Not now, anymore. Now we have to research. Yep. Yeah. Now we have to. Yeah, exactly. We're going to, we're going to put all our brains together and make it happen. So yeah. Primo says, so it's todo for our show. For our, our show. show. Uh, for our anniversary show, yeah, aniversario otra vez. Uh, again, salute, salute, boys. Uh, yeah, thanks again to Anchor for being our hosting network and making sure our independent podcast gets into our familia community. And please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review at wherever you get your podcast. You can find original content at familiaffb.com, and you can remind me to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at familiaffb. 
You can find me at Jorge Martin 17 Hector. What the heck? Two Rick, T's. And Ricky? Ricky Torres TV. Nico, we're going to get him on. So I think I think he's... So, we have SoFi King and uh, Nick <laughs> Names. Actually, I like, I like Kube 19 also. So we'll have to check that out. So. <laughs> oh, man. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Familia. Uh, gracias for being us for, with us for the last year. We're looking forward to many, many more years. Because remember, todos somos familia. Adios, amigos. Salud.